Welcome to Skip to Art, the podcast guiding you to creative freedom. I am your host, Nikolai. Join me on my artistic odyssey, a real-life adventure on how to fully switch to an art career. In each episode, we will talk with exceptional people involved in the art industry. My mission is clear to provide our community with the most effective strategies to leave 9 to 5 jobs behind and earn through art. Subscribe to Skip to Art and join our community of artists helping each other to succeed. Uh, hello, Andy. Thank you for being at my podcast. Uh, could you, first of all, introduce yourself to our audience? Uh, sure. My name is Andy Alikin. I'm the co-founder at Snark Art. Uh, I've been uh, working in the digital art uh, for the last five years. Uh, my original background is uh, I, I have engineering degree, uh, also degree in marketing from the University of Chicago. Mm, happy to be here. You are more from uh, from marketing side, not from uh, art. So you, uh, as I understand, your background is from um, from marketing and business aspects of the art, and you enter the art sphere uh, five years ago. Yeah. Yes. Yes, you can say this. Uh, and uh, why that? Why you decided? Why you choose art? I was always interested in art. I'm originally from Russia, and uh, I. Uh, started digital arts and music festival there a while ago. It was like very experimental thing, uh, but I loved it. And then I moved to, you know, to the United States and uh, uh, my wife, she's an artist herself. And she was so like, our family was always surrounded by artists. And um, so I was kind of like naturally interested in what's happening in the, on the art scene. And uh, when, uh, uh the at, at the same time i was mostly uh investing and uh, doing some experimental technical projects uh and i got interested in crypto in 2016 and uh, in 2017 uh after crypto kitties and crypto punks uh appeared on the market i got interested at this intersection of uh, art and crypto and uh since then, I am uh, trying to build stuff at this intersection. Uh, so I think uh, it's right time to talk about the Snark Art. Uh, as I understand, it's your like basic company, and all the products that we will discuss uh, further they appeared as a result of work of this uh, agency or company. Or tell me about this uh, Snark Art. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh... In uh, 2017, uh, I uh, I lived in New York at the time, and uh, uh, at some point, um, a weird uh, ad popped up on my screen that there will be blockchain and art conference in New York, and I thought, like, what a weird intersection, blockchain and art, what they can uh, have in common. And I decided to go and uh, I went there and I thought it would be like a huge conference, but actually it was just like a bunch of people, maybe 30 or 50 uh, came together for the first time. And they were discussing some really interesting topics that blew my mind that 
how you can own digital stuff, how you can actually uh, transfer this ownership, but also how you can use creative opportunities of uh, digital and blockchain to build new type of art. Uh, it's uh, I met the Matt and John who created CryptoPunks. I met the uh, Joe Looney uh, who founded uh, Rare Pepe and many other really, really cool and interesting guys. And I immediately thought, yeah, there's something big happening. And uh, uh, it's a big shift, not just for art, but for the whole uh, digital. And I need to be part of it. And uh, one month after this uh, conference, I started SmartCard with the idea to to build an agency or a studio uh, to help artists uh, experiment with this new medium and to build uh, various projects. And since then, almost six years, so we built, I guess, maybe like around 20 projects, collaborated with many great artists. Uh, always try to be experimental, try to be to build something uh, that goes beyond just JPEG pictures. Uh, that's something that uh, pushes the boundaries of medium and uh, something that's uh, very experimental. Uh, and we keep doing this up until now. Yeah, so this... Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, we, we started to, like we thought that we will be just like a technical partner, but in reality, it's it's, it's not like that. Uh, like with the, with the artists, most of artists they they don't know the medium and they uh, they actually need a lot of explanations just to to understand what's possible, what's not possible, and uh, we quickly understood that we became a part of a creative process. So it's a, and uh, we together with artists we coming up with the idea and uh, developing this idea into a concept and then we implement this concept and then there's another thing is that you need to find the right community uh, of owners uh, and somebody needs to do this and we started doing this as well so the marketing part is uh, also on our shoulders. Uh, so I guess you can say yeah, that we doing everything from the uh, ideation uh, and the, to to sale and to post sale support. Uh, but of course, uh, we put artists first, and uh, we are just co-creators, so we're helping them to develop their ideas, maybe to shape them a little bit uh, to make sure that they. Uh, perfectly well uh, in this uh, in, in this medium, uh, but then this is it. Uh, I love your idea, as I understand you, uh, that the blockchain technology and uh, the whole blockchain ideology should be deeply implemented uh, to the artwork, to the product. Uh, so, um, uh, what uh, what you see is the most valuable addition uh, to traditional art or tra traditional digital art uh, that blockchain provides? I mean, 
we work with many traditional artists, and for them, uh, it's the the main thing that the most interesting for them it's uh, it's an access to the to the new audience. Uh, is the audience that they never worked with and they never uh, like they didn't know how to get to them. Uh, but also it's of course uh, royalties. Or royalties always were promised uh, in the uh, traditional art market, but never happened. And uh, in digital and in NFTs, uh, it is an option, or at least it was an option until some time. Uh, and uh, and it's it's a slightly different way to communicate with your community. Uh, it's a little bit, you know, like traditional artists, like they're making an artwork, physical artwork, and then they're trying to sell it uh, through galleries. And then there's a, like one uh, buyer who owns it. And uh, with blockchain art. And with NFTs, it's slightly different. So instead of creating one artwork, artists create in a series of like thousands of artworks and art becomes more accessible. And instead of one owner, there are like thousands of owners and it's completely different dynamics and a completely different uh, group of people, uh, which is a lot of fun, but also like completely new experience. Sometimes it's tough. Uh, uh, but it, 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 in a way, it makes traditional artists more like a rock stars. You know, when they have their their audience, and uh, this audience loves them and supports them, and they can co- like contact them. So instead of like small group of really wealthy people, they are now going into mass market. Yeah, and this this is like I guess what attracts the the like uh, traditional artists the most. Okay, and then um, you as an artist, uh, if if you distribute it among uh, hundreds or even thousands of people, uh, you have to act in different manner. Uh, so you have to work with community, you have to be present in social media, you have to communicate uh, with your audience, you have to somehow use their feedback. Uh, I think it changes the um, way of doing art and your day-to-day activities for the artist because these communications uh, with the audience uh, start to become um, uh, very important and sometimes critical. Do you agree with me? I mean, it's it's always a choice. Uh, um, like sometimes, uh, is is it is it a good thing to listen for your audience and to incorporate the feedback, or it's a bad thing? Uh, and there is no clear answer to this. Uh, maybe depending on the artist, depending on the project. Uh, sometimes artists, they just like the only way that they communicate with their, uh, uh, buyers, they're saying is, guys, this is what I did. And your guardian, if you don't want to, to, to own or to uh, experience whatever, what, what I produced to you, like sell it and that's it. Uh, some artists, they like, they like to play with the audience and they like uh, audience to be co-creators. And uh, even like we created several artworks that were 
audience actually finishes uh, uh, artwork together with the with the original artist. So it's everything is possible, and it like highly depends on uh, on artists and on the project. So and there is no like clear like answer like uh, which is right and we will like uh, and what is wrong. But definitely, market is going into the to the side of co-creation and um, kind of letting collectors uh, be uh, play more active role in the in in the artwork, not just guardians, but more than that, co-creators. I mean, if you are not ready to communicate with your audience uh, yourself and to be active in social media, probably you need a gallery or you need a, like agency or companies like ours that will, could help you with it. Uh, because like this is a very important part of the uh, creative process and of the process of um, uh, like establishing your art. And someone has to do this. And there are amazing examples, like recent amazing examples, how artists can, uh, like uh, blockchain native or original artists, how artists can do this themselves. But um, a lot of artists, and actually most of artists, they they prefer not to do this themselves, and uh, they hire someone who could help them. And uh, this is what usually. Like in traditional art market, uh, what is uh, this is what gallery is doing? Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, let's get a deep dive in this topic because, uh, from my perspective, it's a very, very popular problem that artists uh, do not want, or they cannot, or they do it in the wrong way. Uh, all this marketing and communicating part. Uh, uh, what? Uh, uh, how you work with artists in this direction and? Uh, what me as an artist should uh, should do should provide uh, to you to comfortably work with uh, to be comfortable to work with you. Uh, well, first of all, like we are really hand picking artists, so like we're doing maybe like one, sometimes two projects per year. So like we're like, and uh, that's why we have this luxury to to carefully select artists that we are working with. Uh, of course, it's, it's a market, so they're also selecting the best companies. But uh, we are trying to to work with artists that either can participate in some marketing activities, at least they're like not shy enough like to to participate in some uh, Twitter spaces or in some uh, open discussions with the community, and. Uh, uh, and artists that can articulate their ideas uh, pretty well. This is super helpful and super important. Uh, but I know lots of artists that prefer not to do this, and uh, uh, they have the 
galleries instead, or like uh, that uh, their representatives instead. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, uh, and for for us, uh, yeah, we we take big chunk of the of the marketing uh, work uh, on our shoulders. So we are organizing community. We are doing lots of community events. We are. Uh, preparing materials, uh, video materials, uh, uh, printing materials, and uh, to explain to the audience uh, the artwork, uh, the idea, the logic, and everything. But in any case, participation of the artist in all these activities uh, is essential. Okay, and how you choose the artist? So it should be an established artist, or you are ready to work with uh, some emerging, emerging people. I mean, it, it depends, you know. Like, like sometimes if the artist is emerging and like not really well known, um, but has an amazing project that will fold itself, then we definitely can uh, jump on this project. Uh, but we learn hard way that it's way easier uh, market product project uh, and artwork if the artist is already well known uh, it just makes marketing way more easier it's it's not it's so like it, it, I mean this still will be a lot, a lot of work but the probability of success is way higher and again since we are doing just like one two projects per year, it's important. Like if if we if we're making a mistake, uh, it means that uh, our work of like uh, well, for the last I don't know like nine months is just like uh, you know, like brought us nowhere, and we can't afford this. So like we like we we're carefully selecting and we're carefully picking, and usually like. Since we're getting reputation with every new project, it's easier for us to get uh, to uh, bigger names. Uh, and uh, it's interesting that a lot of these bigger names, they also have really big and interesting ideas. You know, we learned that every big artist during his lifetime working on just one big idea, and they're just trying to express this idea under different angles uh, through different mediums, uh, through different artworks. So, uh, and it's very natural for for this artist to make experiment with blockchain art, uh, trying to develop the same idea through the new medium and present it to the new audience. Okay, and do you have any like numbers or understanding how you uh, any scoring system how you identify if this artist is um, established enough to uh, for you to work with him and be sure that um, that the result will be good and uh, the business part will uh, will succeed. If only I had this formula, my my life would be way way more easier. So yeah, there's a uh, 
yeah it's always i mean maybe uh, exhibitions so it's necessary to have an exhibition a couple of exhibitions in galleries uh or uh, his or her artwork should be already in museums or uh, he or she should have like hundreds of uh, thousands of followers on social media so what what is important for you uh, for us, yeah, it's a, it's a combination. So there, there, there are, there are, in the traditional art market, there's a, there are art rankings that helps us a lot. So like, like to get understanding that, okay, this artist is in, in the top 500 of, uh, of artists or like, yeah, there, there are several of them. They can't give you the, uh, uh, the final answer, but at least, at least you can get some sense how the artist is uh positioned uh in the traditional art world uh and then of course yeah these things like how active the artist was within the last last few years like any museum acquisitions uh, uh participated in any like shows this is also like plays a big role uh and then the next is a thing that is completely unrelated to this to, to those rankings is like how artists engage with the audience, if at all. So like there are, I know some artists from like top 500 that don't have, they have zero presence in social media or they have presence that's uh, completely insignificant. And uh, I also know a lot of artists that like out of those ra rankings and probably will never be uh, in uh, uh, perceived by the traditional art market, but they have huge social followers. So we are kind of looking for like artists at the intersection of those two um, uh, two parameters. Uh, but the idea of the project, I think, is also very very important. So if this is a something fresh, interesting, something that hook us that it's okay okay this is this is interesting this is something that uh, uh we would be interested to do and uh yeah th this i think the third factor is is also like really really important usually it it, 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 it never happens from the day one it's like it, it's not that artist comes up with the with, with the with the final idea but the direction is important you know either artist wants just to re repeat something that someone else was doing uh or maybe like we did uh within the previous project or uh they propose some uh, like completely new concept that uh, blows our minds uh, um yeah so like i guess the, the, these three, three three parameters are, are most important ones mm -hmm. okay so for ex so uh you have to be in some manner established artist to to start working with you uh, our audience are people who are not mm, so uh, established so they're switching their career or they starting their career uh, or they want to fully switch to their art practice so they do not have everything that you uh, looking for uh, maybe you can give uh, our listeners a couple of hints how to to kickstart to move in that direction for example how to to start building your community or uh, something about marketing at the very very beginning of the career yeah yeah definitely yeah i can help but by the way like we 
while working with those artists um, and uh, developing this project, we developed a lot of tools and uh, interesting mechanics. And we are right now building what we call OG Studio. It's uh, where we put all those tools uh, and allow everyone to use them. So maybe this could be an interesting uh, place for young artists to experiment tools that were used in uh, projects with big name artists. They can play with and they can experiment and they create their own art or modify those tools according to their needs. Yeah, this is something that we are doing right now. Uh, but coming back to your question, uh, I mean, it's, there are two, I guess, major ways. Either you as an artist uh, want to market your own art yourself, and this is a less, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a way more simple way, in a way, so it's like less expensive, and uh, but it requires a lot of effort. Uh, or you would prefer to find a gallery, and uh, this is a hard one. So, like, you need to, um, you need to produce a lot of art, uh, participate in some group shows, and uh, to be noticed, and be really proactive, and uh, uh, try to open doors, and to start maybe with some relatively small galleries, and. Uh, until get to the uh, to the to, to, to more significant ones. In digital, it's a little bit easier. So there are several online galleries. Uh, there's a foundation, which is I guess permissionless. Uh, there is super rare, uh, where you need permission to get uh, uh, to start uh, to, to to be a part of a um, of a. Uh, of, of, of this gallery, there are several more ones. Uh, so, like, if you if you're a digital artist, if you're not a traditional artist, that probably it's a little bit easier for you. Uh, but in any case, um, social activity I think is a must, and uh, develop your own social channels and uh, showcase your art there. Get a feedback. See. Uh, feedback, and if you would want uh, or not want to incorporate your feedback, this is another story. But uh, it's important, I guess, uh, to, uh, to to get feedback earlier than later. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, group shows is the is the way to go. There are like if you're a digital artist, uh, artist community in Twitter is very very active. They are constantly doing some. Uh, interesting stuff and uh, group shows and uh, uh, online exhibitions and uh, once you know the theme uh, you can uh, create artwork artworks that related to this theme or maybe one of your artworks already relates uh, to the to, to this theme so you can apply and you can become a part of this community and uh, uh, yeah this is I guess the fastest way to put uh, your name on, on the map in the digital world. Today's episode is brought to you by the Internet Computer Protocol. From my perspective, one of the best blockchains for emerging NFT artists. And here is why. 
ICP stores your entire NFT on-chain. That means you fully own and control all the NFT's assets – art, music, metadata, everything. Plus, storing data on ACP costs way less than alternatives, so you can focus more on creating. More profit, less overhead. And get this, ICP's smart contracts let your NFTs interact with the Web2 world. So you can have evolving, dynamic NFTs with crazy features like customizable metadata, on-chain badges, dynamic media attachments. The possibilities are endless. I plan to use it for my upcoming symbiotic art series, where the NFT changes based on the owner's data collected from their smartphones. Last but not least, ICP is a carbon neutral tool. You can mint NFTs guilt-free, knowing the process is sustainable. Huge shout out to the folks at Definity Foundation for supporting this podcast and my mission to help artists make their art their full-time job. Learn more about the ICP blockchain at internetcomputer.org. And now, back to our show. Uh, let's talk about the uh, OG Studio. You t- you just said that you have some tool sets that can help the artist to to like to some what inside of this uh, OG Studio. Yeah, I mean this is from something simple to actually like upload your digital artwork and uh, put it on chain and uh, put it on sale on major marketplaces or transfer it to more advanced ones. Uh, we at our cards we really love what we call dynamic art. It's the art that keep evolving even after the sale so it's not um, it's something that constantly changing and uh, a lot of tools that uh, we have and uh, that we're building they are related to those uh, to, to this concept so art that can be connected to any data points um, uh, like your art could change based on I don't know like there, there, there are so many data in the internet like you can add phases of the moon. Uh, there is an API for this. You can a- add uh, any uh, prices, uh, fluctuations of crypto market or uh, of a um, uh, stock market. You can add uh, uh, weather on Mars as, an, uh, as, a, as a data point, or you can like come up with your own data point. Um, so. And these data points, they will trigger changes uh, in your artwork. And how this artwork uh, will be changed, this is another story. You, If you're familiar with um, uh, tools like Blender or um, Houdini, you can create your own scene. And uh, uh, this scene uh, might be, like using our tools, might be connected to those data points. Or in a simple way, you could create just a, like a several variations of the artwork, uh, which will be just uh, JPEG files and uh, explain uh, and show uh, how these JPEG files should be changed with one another based on the data points, something like that. And uh, uh, in the result, you will get an artwork that 
changes and potentially changes forever, independent on you, based on the parameters that you uh, uh, that you specified. Um, and to plug in, for example, or connect Blender uh, with your platform, should I have some technical expertise, or it's more like zero code solution? Well, it's not zero code at the moment. I mean, we're aiming to do it at some point, but right now you 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 would probably would require some technical skills or like uh, some uh, developers from our community could help you. Uh, yeah, I mean, the the zero code is a goal, uh, but unfortunately, uh, it's not there yet. It's uh, it's a little bit too more complicated than we initially thought. So yeah, so for now you need to be a little bit of a developer yourself, or have a developer who could help you. It's not really complicated, but it still like requires some skills. Mm -hmm. So with the help of ChatGPT, you can uh, you can solve it. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, I saw on your website on OG Art website that uh, you are promoting dynamic nfts that can grow breed fuse and react to blockchain or in real life events uh could you um, give us some non-trivial examples of how uh, your artists use uh, your platform uh yeah definitely and especially i'm interested in breeding so it looks like two nfts can somehow communicate and something, some magic happens at the end. Yeah, yeah. We recently launched a collection with uh, uh, artist Matt Kalishow. Uh, it's a British artist, and he was uh, fascinated with uh, flowers all his career. So he made a lot of uh, physical artworks uh, with various flowers. And uh, specifically for our collaboration, he came up with this, like, Kind of like slightly sarcastic uh, uh, comment to uh, took to crypto bubble uh, with tulip mania, uh, and so he proposed that he will create uh, he will launch a, a series of uh, uh, of uh, NFTs that will be flowers, and uh, collectors would be able to breed these flowers with one another. Uh, and uh, create new types of flowers, new variations. And uh, so in a way, he wanted to recreate the tulip mania that happened in the 17th century, but at the same time, kind of like repeated with the crypto environment. Uh, and it was a hard, technically hard project for us because the idea was uh, that um, flowers should, new, new types and new species and new variations should be generated on the go. And completely random, based on the uh, uh, on the uh, traits of uh, their parents, uh, but uh, in 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 a, in a completely new way. So it took us almost a year to develop this project. It was like really tough one. So uh, Daniel Krivaruchka, who is a great technical artist and just like he's a great artist, but he's very strong in like on the technical side. So he was creating this scene uh, that allowed uh, 
produce any possible type of flower based on the input. It's a, it's a, it's a real work of art, this scene. And uh, we created a smart contract that incorporated those breeding logic of uh, uh, mother flower and, and father flower, how they uh, uh, mixing their genes and uh, randomly mixing their genes to create a new uh, uh, new type of gene for their for their child. Uh, that and this data then goes into this scene uh, that produced new new variation. Uh, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. So like we sold out this collection. Uh, I think maybe within like. 24 hours or something. And then uh, uh, there were, I guess, maybe 3,000 of, of flowers. And then collectors started to breed uh, uh, their flowers with one another. And it, it's, it's a magical experience because you're getting, like, you're, you're breeding to lilies, and then you're getting, like, a new variation of lily with new color pattern that we ourselves didn't expect that that, that is possible. Then uh, there's an algorithm that if you like two times like breeding a lily and you're breeding them with the rose, then there's a new type of the of, of flower emerges and it's plum and it's orchid and then you can start breeding orchids. So it's a, it's a lot of fun for collectors to participate and for us as well. So like I was breeding uh, those flowers with my son for a couple of weeks uh, uh, and um, um, we also implemented on logic that if you actually get a really rare flower that you can set up a, a price uh, for breeding. So if someone wants to breed with your rare flower and to get something like rare out of out of, out of your uh, rare trade, uh, then they, they, they should pay you. And there was also like a small market around this emerged and people were making money actually because they, they got uh, some rare and interesting flower. Uh, yep, it was very cool experiment and we loved it. Um, unfortunately, after I guess maybe two months, there was a the the, the crypto winter started at full scale and the whole like NFT market almost collapsed. So the activity went down. Uh, but it was super fun and I, I really love this project and it's it's it, it I believe that it 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 pushes the boundaries. So you you're not only getting uh, like it, it, it's something really, really fresh and 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 unique. And in a way, this is what exactly makes collectors co-creators. So the the artists they kind of like produce the logic, the base of the project, and then it's up to collectors what and how the collection will look like. And uh, some of those flowers are absolutely amazing, and uh, uh, it's mostly because collectors made uh, those decisions which flowers to breed with one another to get new ones. Okay, I absolutely agree with you that the idea is absolutely fascinating. So here we see uh, gener generative art plus social dynamics plus absolutely uh, beautiful objects. So it is really, really um, great. I love this idea. Do you plan to somehow make the second edition or somehow develop uh, this very idea and these mechanics? Uh, 
I mean, probably no. Like, as I said, we like to experiment with things, so we don't like to repeat ourselves. And uh, we're doing something different at the moment. Uh, I mean, the, the the all the all the code that we uh, develop is uh, is open source, so but it's really up to like everyone to actually uh, tweak and maybe to do something on top of it or to like to 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 do second edition. We will be happy if anyone would do this. Uh, but this is something that we are not uh, interested in uh, ourselves. There are so many good ideas in the world, you know. Like why, 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 why not to try them all? Okay, personally, I'm very interested in um, integrating uh, in real life events into dynamic NFTs. Uh, could you speak about that? How um, how it could work and how it works on your platform? Uh, yeah, So there's a uh, in the in the OG Studio, there are like several APIs that are already integrated. Uh, uh, as I said, it's like uh, crypto related, uh, stock market related, uh, weather, uh, some uh, wallet data, blockchain wallet data. But if you want to have some specific uh, data point, and there is an API for this already somewhere in the internet, which is uh, probably always a case, or almost always a case. Uh, then we could uh, add this data point uh, to to the studio, and you can use it. And uh, uh, then, yeah, you have this data point, and uh, you can uh, connect the scene to the data point and specify how you want uh, your scene to be changed based on those the data points. Uh, okay, got it. Uh, now let's move to the more business side of uh, things. Um, so I want to understand how um, how you work with an artist, um, how you manage your collaboration. What's your responsibility? What responsibility of the artist? Um, how the finance financial part of your partnership? How it works? Uh, yeah, in terms of responsibilities. Uh... Yeah, ideation is kind of uh, that we're working together with the artist. And uh, then uh, either like artist fully responsible for the visual part, or uh, in some cases, uh, we can provide a technical artist who can help uh, the, the artist who is like, more familiar with the like, complex uh, uh, software like Houdini or Blender or whatever. Uh, that could help our, our our artists to like implement their ideas. Uh, we are responsible for the technical implementation of everything else. Uh, we are responsible for the launch, for the sale. Of course, we are uh, confirming with the artists uh, uh, in terms of this volume, in terms of the uh, like all critical sale parameters. And then we are doing together with the artist post sales support and uh, communication with the community. Uh, with our projects, if they are dynamic projects, there is this period where the artwork is active, where our, like collectors uh, still need to uh, to interact with the artwork to actually finish it. So this period lasts usually like depending on the artwork from month to three months. Sometimes it's one time I think it was even six months. 
so this this is like very very active period where like active communication with uh, uh, community is very very important. Uh, but then our artwork becomes static, so it freezes, and uh, it becomes like every other digital artwork just it freezes forever. I mean, uh, technically we can like if community wants we can uh, unfreeze the artwork and it still can be changed. Uh, th that might be the case at some point with one of our artworks, but so far uh, after the freeze, the community like never voted for uh, unfreezing of any artwork. So yeah, this is the responsibilities uh, in terms of financial. Um, uh, so it, it usually it depends, but the general rule is there's a production and the production is usually really costly there are lots of developers involved lots of technical sometimes like uh, lots of technical artists so it's a huge uh, expenses and uh, in some cases we are financing those expenses in some cases artists or artist gallery financing those expenses or some or maybe we could do like we split it 50 50. Uh, and then after the sale uh we are deducting those expenses uh first uh and then the rest is a profit uh which is split between uh artists and us okay um and now uh, i saw uh, on your website uh something about og art launchpad what is this uh it's a it's a way on how to if you it's a like a tool for artist uh with your help to launch his or her collection yeah yeah we thought about it so it's uh like launchpad it's mostly where we are launching our like collections and our collaborations but we thought at some point maybe it would be a cool thing to open a section there uh where everyone could uh, launch their artwork uh maybe with uh, some curation from our side maybe without curation at all this is still an open question uh but yeah like we 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 want to provide opportunity for artists not only to create artwork using our tools uh, but also to uh to launch them and to sell them because it's uh, usually it's the hardest part i mean every part is the hard is hard but yeah sale is, is really really hard and we got some experience and we got uh audience that has appetite for this type of art so we thought why not yeah it might be a good idea uh, and if you partner with the artist uh, is it necessary to launch uh on your platform or the artist could be free to to, to like with his own vision or um, so could you uh, be like the marketing partner not the technical partner i mean if if we are not a technical partner we are usually not doing the marketing because marketing is it's, it's a really it's really painful you know and uh, in order to we're not a marketing agency or anything and uh, in order to do marketing we need to believe and love the project and it's usually this is not the case for the project that like we are not developed ourselves with the artist 
So, I mean, while technically this is possible, so I can imagine that if the artist comes to us and we already like prepared artwork and said, guys, uh, like this is in line what you are guys doing. Can you please help me sell this? Uh, I mean, maybe we can think about this, but so far we said no to all uh, those options. Because as I understand for you, uh, it's a win-win situation when you collaborate with an artist who could provide you with some ideas. Plus, uh, when you technically uh, work on the on implementing these ideas, you develop your platform. The, this is like your uh, vision for the OG art and your um, the reason why you collaborate with artists. Yeah, yeah, we're getting smarter with every project and uh, develop new tools. Uh, it's a little bit like what we learned is uh, it's, it's yes and no, because the projects that we are picking ourselves and we are doing with artists is they are really advanced. They are really something that uh, pushing boundaries. But the tools that emerging artists or uh, artists that are doing their first steps uh, in, the, in the space, they're usually different. Like they need some basic stuff. And uh, we are very far from the basic stuff. So there's there's some contradiction here uh, that we learned recently. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're trying right now trying to do both and to to, to have some basic tools and uh, have advanced tools as well. And how you see your um, collaboration with brands? Because on OG Art Studio website, you've got a special. Uh, special place for collaborating with brands do you have can you uh, give you give us some example of working with brands or how you uh, envision this collaboration oh yeah yeah so yeah we're actively doing projects with brands uh, but just mostly as a subcontractor so there's a shiba like one of our clients uh, which is a company owned by mars and they produce food for cats. Uh, nice for brand, not nice brand, but they also own uh, own. Uh, they have a few charity program, and they uh, they're developing. Uh, uh, they're supporting coral coral reefs uh, in Indian Ocean, and so they launched an uh, NFT collection to support. Um, those reefs, and uh, uh, this is a, these are dynamic NFTs, and uh, um, depending on the water and conditions uh, around those reefs, uh, these NFTs are changing uh, visually. And so we did this for them, and uh, so for us, it's uh, it, it's it's a nice project. Uh, but uh, it's it's not for sale. So like they they, they were distributing those uh, NFTs among among their clients. So and for them, goal is not to make money on those projects. It's just to to raise awareness, and we loved it. So and uh, it's it, it's a different type of arrangement for us. Uh, but very very nice, especially like these kind of projects really really help us to survive in those tough times when the market is down and uh, it's uh, and really struggling with the blockchain art. 
And what's your vision for the platform in general? How you see it in five years from now? Well, I mean, there are two directions and we're trying to, to, to pursue both. One is we keep experimenting, keep doing experimental projects uh, that are not scalable, but uh, they're fun and might be big. So kind of like working as a studio. And second, we're developing the platform that uh, will allow every artist to create their dynamic NFT uh, uh, collection, uh, uh, which is more like a tool. And uh, uh, with both of those approaches, we want to further develop uh, uh, this medium and uh, specifically uh, this field of uh, dynamic art. Uh, yeah, so hopefully in five years, we will execute at least five uh, more uh, projects with really strong artists that keep pushing the boundaries. And uh, on our uh, platform for emerging artists, there will be several thousands of artists that do their own collections as well. Mm-hmm. And at the end of our podcast, could you please uh, provide a step-by-step plan on how to onboard to uh, OG Studio for emerging artists? What to do to apply somehow or it is free to enter? Yeah, yeah. Right now there's an application process so you can uh, you can apply. There's a form on the website. and uh, um, Yeah, but what we're aiming to uh make this platform permission list at some point so uh hopefully yeah within a reasonable period of time yeah you, you would not need to to apply you can just like uh go and start experimenting yourself but it requires some time and effort from outside and um uh, what you are expecting from this uh, artist how to increase uh, the chance to uh, get onboarded to the studio I mean, right now, like we were picking projects uh, that either requires like not that many efforts from our side or have uh, some commercial potential that kind of potentially might be sold. Uh, ideally both, but, but uh, at least uh, one should be there. Uh, yeah, because at right now the the platform is and and uh, is not fully automated so it requires some attention from our developers and uh, each project needs some supervision so while some steps are already automated it's still so like we still like limited throughput so we're prioritizing projects that have uh, some potential either on commercial side or just like really easy to do and uh, maybe something like could be an interesting experiment okay i think it's a good ending for the podcast so everyone is free to try to onboard to your uh, studio and if they are lucky enough and they are and if they are good enough they can uh, use your tool set and to launch their collection on your platform I think it's a great option for for artists to enter the NFT industry, uh, not with some naive uh, products, but with something uh, complicated, uh, with something uh, 
uh, innovative and bright and uh, high quality. Uh, so thank you very much. Uh, thank you for your time. Thank you uh, for your answers. Uh, uh, I love your product. Uh, I love uh, what you are doing and I truly believe in dynamic NFTs. Uh, I think um, it's a huge, huge field of exploration on how uh, your digital uh, digital artworks that uh, that you own can um, can communicate with you and this relationship uh, for me it's very interesting field so thank you for your time yeah thanks for having me thank you and that's a wrap but before you go a special invite for those still listening let's build a community of artists helping each other to succeed a circle of talented people supporting each other's creative careers through advice, networking, and cross-promotion. If you are ready to take the leap, learn more at skiptoart.com. And for now, keep dreaming big. See you on the next show.